Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's on the box. Welcome to Anfield Index's revamped on the box podcast, a TV show podcast on the channel. And I'm your host, Gags Tandon. Thank you, firstly, to everybody who listened to the Stranger Things podcast last week. And if you haven't heard it, why the hell haven't you? Make sure you go and check that out. Make sure you check out the show as well. However, today's show is about one of this summer's hottest shows, the HBO hit murder mystery, The Night Of. To join me in discussing this show, we have one half of the AI comic pod and host of the new AI Spotlight podcast. It's Mr. Rory Greenfield. Welcome to OTB, Rory. It's my first time. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's my first time. Not not so, seeing that there's only been a few handful of podcasts until you get involved, and then they're going to be once a week knowing you, mate. They're going to be mad now. It's going to be fun, this is. Now, everybody will want to be a part of this one. And uh, talking about people who wanted to be a part of this desperately... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she doesn't need any introduction she's fucking everywhere it's uh it's um my uh right hand left hand whatever second in command miss nina Kauser. how you doing your master bitch i'm good i'm good <laughs> your master bitch you know what you watched this show just last week I watched it in a day. <laughs> Look at this. Did you really only watch it last week? Oh my yes. god! Yes, that's why she remembers everything. It's really fresh, and uh, you know, uh, just putting it out there. Uh, watched it in a whole day because you know that's what was uh, lonely spinsters that don't have children do. We have so much time on our hands. This is Nina's Christmas, the night of. Like, basically, you know what? It's fantastic, though, because you'll add a fresh perspective to this, so you'll know uh, there'll be little gaps for me and Rory, obviously, that you can fill in on, because obviously, it's been a while for me. It was in the summer that I watched it. I haven't gone back. I didn't get a chance. Uh, Rory, what about you? Same as me, I think. Was in the summer, or was it a bit later? Yeah, no, no, no. It was when it was released, really. I watched it all pretty quickly when it was all on Sky. Sky on demand or whatever, but yeah, it was it was going back a few months now. Okay, right. So this show, um, pretty damn good. 
this is the non-spoiler part, so obviously people, uh, you know, I said this last week as well, this is going to be a spoiler-filled show. Uh, the first five, ten minutes or so just now, we're going to talk about where we rank it, how we thought good we thought it was without spoiling it. So if you want to listen to that, you can, if you haven't seen the show. But um, after that, yeah, you might want to bug off. So, ladies first, Nin, where did you rank this one then? You know, we watch a lot of TV, uh, I don't know, actually. I watch probably a lot more TV than you do. But where would you rank it in, in overall? It's a, it's a one-series show, it seems, at the mm. moment. Where would you rank it in terms of captivating you as a, as a viewer? Well, I like the non-commitment part that it is only one, one season. And, and eight, eight um, episodes. <laughs> and eight episodes. That, it took me, like, literally five months to watch two seasons of Prison Break because, you know, there's just so many episodes. I can't deal with it. Uh, had a bit of time off. All you need to know is that I watched it in a day, eight episodes in a day. Mm. Uh, that just tells you everything. It was highly addictive. Uh, as soon as I watched one episode, I really need to know what's going to happen in the next. Uh, I only watched it last week. Um, I think it was uh, Christmas Eve. I had the day off. Uh, I stayed up till six in the morning, watched it. It was absolutely rank Christmas oh, Day. Wow. And and to uh, make it, to just to not give any spoilers away, I recommended it to uh, five very important people to me, and uh, three of them are hooked. And are watching it as and when they can because they're working. Wow, that is it's, good. It's really good. It's so intense. It is. Uh, where do you rate it then? Can you can you rate it? Uh, in that genre, because um, obviously there's lots of different genres that I watch and dabble in. In that kind of um, serious drama kind of genre, it's really hard for me because I've not seen anything like this. Like I've not seen anything remotely serious this is as serious as it gets for me. I watch things like Californication, Suits. You know, this was serious stuff i'm not seen making a murder so i can't compare it to that do you know what i mean this for me in that ca- category it's the highest because it's the only thing i've seen that's fair enough rory how about your point your point of view on this mate how, how good was it i think it's the best thing that was produced last year um on tv wow. um and i've watched quite a lot of the series that i think you're going to cover uh and have covered already um stranger things i'd loved but I just saw the acting in this and the development over eight episodes, which is, it's kind of crucial because, you know, like we, we were talking before we came on and there's a lot of things that are 24, 23, 24 episodes. And I don't think they get as much development out of their characters in 24 mm. episodes than this does in eight. I, I just saw the transformation of the characters, which I know we're going to go on to. And the acting was just, just absolutely stellar. And it didn't need bells and whistles. It didn't need. You know, things that other series need in terms of the budget and the grandeur and stuff. It's just extremely good storytelling, an incredible script and just brilliant acting. So, yeah, for Writing me in this genre, and the direction was unbelievable, wasn't it? It's just, it's almost perfectly done. I think, you know, there's a couple of minor points, but, you know, there's no, there's no fat to trim off. It is what it is. And you don't, you know, a couple of episodes in, I thought, okay, how are they going to make this a full story? You know, where is it going to go? Because he's already been caught and, you know, all the rest of it. But they made it just perfectly. And every episode was just left you wanting more. And as Nina watched it in a day and I only watched it in about three, it, it just shows, you know, the kind of addiction element, you know, the binge watcher telly. But I don't always do that with a series like this because it's quite heavy, you know, at the same instance. It's made like a long movie. I would say, yeah, made like a very long movie. Um, if you've seen, obviously, the guy who directed this, uh, I don't know how to say his, his surname, Steve uh, Zalian, Zalian, something like that. But he's made movies like um, 
You told me butchered Ben, it wasn't me. That's yeah, <laughs> Schindler's List. Uh, he's made that. It, the, Hannibal, Gangs of New York, um, American Gangster, Moneyball. You know, the Exodus, God. He's and only directed, yeah, he, he was more, the, the big thing with him is he, he's only directed a couple of things, quite smaller things. Um, he wrote. Oh, though, he's written those, he's written those. That's he right. wrote those. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote the screenplay those. to the girl with the dragon tattoo. He wrote Moneyball screenplay, which is quite yeah. interesting because that's completely side. American Gangster, which you've probably seen Gags and probably like, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he wrote that as well. He's, yeah, he, so he wrote he, that, yeah. sorry, he didn't, he didn't direct it, that's right, he wrote No, that. but he, he's a producer and a writer by trait, and it's nice when they step up to limelight, because it's quite rare that they do it, but it works so well in TV, because the screenplay's just I mean, the guy's won amazing. the BAFTAs, Golden Globes, you know, he's won, he's won everything, and then obviously you've got the teleplay by... Uh, Richard Price, who apparently is massive as well, because he's he's done yep. loads of um, he's done loads of novels and stuff. So uh, basically, it came with a production team that was very very highly thought of. So yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that it did. And by, did by so HBO well. as well, you know, it's it's a big hitter in. Well, know, this Game is it. Game of Thrones. Of Thrones. They yeah. needed another show. Everyone knows. I mean, we can all sit here and talk about Game of Thrones till tomorrow. They needed something else to support it in the off season, whilst Game of Thrones yeah. was off, and it didn't quite do that. But because Game of Thrones numbers are are Netflix numbers, you know, are, are, that's the only show that at the moment that does Netflix kind of viewing sh- figures, which is crazy. Okay, Rory. So where did you rank it, mate? So it's a little bit difficult because it. You know, it, it isn't exactly like anything else I've ever seen before, really. So, True Detective Series 1, I loved, and I, I put it pretty much right up there with that. I'd say it's different to Making a Murderer, although it's obviously got very distinct similarities, but that's a documentary. Um, this is obviously, you know, drama. Breaking Bad's got similarities, but that's like seven series long, you know, and it's not all wrapped up with one, one series, and, and the character development is very different in the way they do that. So... Yeah, I'd say it's up there, top three of this genre. Um, I, I absolutely adored it. Making a murderer, I mean, that's just to show you what if you want to get totally fucking depressed. <laughs> like, like, just go and get depressed. Oh, it's so heavy, man. It's too heavy, but it's m- unbelievably made. Unbelievably made a documentary. Just can't believe they would make, they can't make any, but there's a whole show on that. Uh, on the On The Box podcast, so if you're listening to this on the app, you can go find that. Uh, it was myself, Simon Bridges, and Paul Tompkins on that one. So, yeah, before I became host. But, yeah, I was a part of it, so it was dead good. Not. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, the night up. So, the plot. So, this is where we're going to go into Spoiler Central, people. So, if you haven't seen it and you're just listening for the sake of it, you might want to bog off. But if you want to know the story, um, yeah, stick around. So, um, how should we go about this? It's. Um, I suppose we just start from the beginning, really. It's. Nin, this is quite. Close to home, I suppose, a little bit, you know, um, the way, the way it's a, it's a Muslim family in mm-hmm. New York City. So a little bit like Manchester. <laughs> We've been, we keep, <laughs> we keep going there on pods, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. exactly like that. Exactly <laughs> like comic, the, comic part. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, just when you close your eyes, you can't spot the difference really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am messing, of course. Manchester is glorious. <laughs> No, so I'm, I'm, what I mean is this, um, it's modern day issues, you know, what's going on mm-hmm. in the Muslim community and, and kind of what turns out. But the story at the start is a young lad who wants to yeah. go pretty much party. 
yeah, just wants to, um, you know, be part of society and what's normal for a young lad his age. I think he's meant to be something like 23. He's a uni student, college student if you're American, but obviously we call it university here. Um, obviously he wants to fit in with the cool gang, wants to go to a party, will go to any length to go to this party and that shows because he does some stuff that is pretty much out of character for him. Obviously, um, taking his dad's cab without consent, his family not being overly keen on him going to this party because obviously there'll be some drinking and, you know, that kind of behaviour and they weren't really um, comfortable with him there. Um, takes his dad's taxi um, whilst they're asleep and... You know, whilst you're watching it, I'd love to hear what Rory has to say on this, but yeah. when you're watching it, you just know, oh, God, oh, God, every single step of the way, because he's so naive. You know, from the moment he picks up that girl um, and he should have thrown her out, he actually thought about, and, you know, just every series of events after that, he's just sort of landing himself in deeper and deeper. But he did further. throw out two it, people before that, Nin. Yeah, but then he thought with his penis. You know, and he, that's just typical 23-year-old behaviour, but soon as it was happening, you just knew that, oh, God, this is not going to end well, this is not going to end well, and, you know, you just knew that something was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to happen, because obviously, guys, you recommended this show to me. Mm. Uh, you without didn't give any, me spoilers, any spoilers. No. Without <laughs> any spoilers. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if she was some dodgy psychopath who wanted to blow something up. I knew it was along them lines. Because it was a Muslim family involved, and that's the current theme right now. Uh, but the the fact of the matter was, um, yeah, he was in deep shit, and we'll obviously talk about the cultural issues much later. But from the offset, you just knew something was off. I mean, Rory, I suppose, I suppose it wasn't. <laughs> she didn't want to die that night. She <laughs> she wanted to have some fun, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, her idea of fun is not what his idea of fun was going to be. Anyway, Mate, it but, was freaky, you know, right? With the games yeah. and, the, and the knives and what the <clears throat> fuck? I did yeah. find it enchanting, though. You know, she was a very good cast. Like, oh, I I her. You know, he went. Did they go to? They went to like a, a by the Brooklyn Bridge or, or you know mm-hmm. Lakeside by you know or Riverside, you know, and that point you could kind of see why he was interested in her and and it felt very away from what he was like because the clever thing in it well it's his development from the off really because like nina said you think he's just some kind of clean living lives at home you know typical student and and you know muslim or not you know that you know you're kind of typical of that that character that kind of american ilk hard-working you know honest and innocent is the impression you get. Mm. That's the thing. That's the overriding feeling I felt in that first kind of 30 minutes is this guy's never done anything like this before. Bit of a dork. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, it, it belongs in the geek section on, on Phil Index. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he, he's very much a kind of innocent bystander and, and you, you just can't see that he would be involved in any of this. I think I, coming into it, knew he got sent to prison because I think they'd I think they, they when they promoted it it was more about the story and, and what had happened than you knowing that it wasn't a secret do you know what I mean I, I think they when they, they marketed it so I knew he, he went to prison but I, I didn't know for why um, and I didn't know Jesus it was so intense you know that scene when he wakes up in the morning mm. um, <laughs> you know wakes up downstairs and goes up to to see her that that shocked me. Because he's um, on the table, right? His head's down on the table, isn't he? His head's yeah. down on the table. Yeah, exactly. And he goes upstairs and the blood splatter and the shit 
he's covered in blood and he just he didn't know what to do and obviously they were getting up to all kinds and doing that crazy thing with a knife where you separate your fingers and um he stabbed her at one stage did he yeah or, yeah, accidentally, yeah, yeah. yeah so obviously the the knife is then and and he kept that on him which was just crazy and that's whole, why though because he stabbed her in the hand he knew he stabbed exactly. her once and he yeah, thought well exactly. i'm gonna keep this and then what follows is it's just yeah his service of events afterwards like he ran out uh, your DNA is all over that room, you know. Yeah, and he couldn't get back in. Did he break the window? Yeah, he he broke yeah, yeah, yeah. The neighbour saw him. I mean, I, I, I know he was 23 and he absolutely panicked because none of us have ever been in that situation before. I can clarify that. I know. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> and, you know, I just thought, you know what? It, maybe it would have been so much more easy for him just to call the police. Well, I mean, logically, yeah. You know, but I think maybe in his own mind, because he didn't know what had happened, maybe he, he thought he had done it. I think that's part of... I think you, you know that all the way through. Is He 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 can't remember what happened that night because he, so, he was so intoxicated and, and so many mixed of drugs and, and whatever else. It was just kind of... He didn't know what was going on in his head, but when you watch it back, or, or even if you remember that first episode properly, mm. it's the whole sequence of events is like... You, you know he's going to be on film and the police approach him when he's in his taxi because he's got his light on and he doesn't know how to turn it off and he's not taking passengers, you know, that kind of thing. And he was nuts. kind of doomed from the, he was doomed from the, the outset, but yeah, it's, it's such a great start to a story and, and it hooks you. I think it hooks you instantly, which is quite rare because mm. a lot of series and I know you're going on to do Westworld at some point. I think that's quite a slow burner for the first few episodes. It, I think it takes time. Um, whereas this, to me, is, is so compact. Snappy, isn't it? It just smacks you in the face in the first mm-hmm. episode, and you, you can't not watch the next episode straight away, even if it is <laughs> Christmas Eve at three in the morning. <laughs> six in the morning. <laughs> it, it, it was though. It was the. It was from the start. He was doomed because he couldn't switch the light off from when he was just going to the party. Yeah. People yeah, getting yeah. into your cab, you know, you can't even lock the doors. If you lock the doors, people don't get in. You know, he's not got anything right the whole time. The whole night was a write-off. It was not the night-off, it was the fucking write-off. You know, it was just <laughs> absolutely everything went wrong. And then the police part where the key evidence kind of, well, there was a couple of key evidence points for both the prosecution and the defense was when he asked, yeah. is she dead? You know, because they they end up going back, and there's a oh, we found a girl, and and then they said oh, there's a girl that's been stabbed, and she go and he goes oh, is she dead? So mm-hmm. you know, and they go yeah. Well, no, 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 they didn't tell him did they at that point. I don't think they're allowed to tell him. No. So the police don't tell him. But that was such a key moment. I mean, it was his face, like, the fact that he didn't even. You know, it didn't clock to him that she'd just been stabbed, she's lying in blood, and you're asking if she's dead. You twat! What are you doing? He was so gone. At this point, in his yeah. head, and the fear. Yeah. If you've ever, cab. if you've ever Oof. been in trouble, at any any instance in your life, and it's, it could be as a kid when you've broken something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, going you, to the headmaster school. Uh, sorry, Alfred. yeah, any kind of any kind of area where you've been in that sense of fear, just magnify that by a hundred. If you're in a situation like that, and you just you know your brain wouldn't work properly. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You know you wouldn't function properly. I think what's interesting when you look back at it and you know more about the story is he wasn't that innocent in in the sense that, you know, he'd bought and sold drugs and, and he'd had violent episodes in the past and, and things that came out about him. So that image they, they painted of him 
which is a little bit similar to Making a Murderer, actually, because it's very much told in the portrayal of of it's on his side. Do you know what I mean? It's not on the prosecution. It's, it's very much yeah, on the defense's I mean, side. I mean, um, just to counter that, I think the... the the drugs and stuff, okay, understand. I mean, it's not... Are you the student? I'm not being... That's, 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 that's not a major thing. For that. And the other and thing... And to make a little bit of money on the side, given the fact that he is from such a working-class family, I'm not condoning it in any way, shape, or form, but given his age, uh, where he's at, he's at university, college... They make uh, yeah, that. They, no, make, they do more, anything to make money. It was more the violence. But the violence He was a kid. I mean, like... I see where you're coming from, but I actually got really annoyed at that when they actually no, discovered information. Yeah. Because they were actually really digging deep. And, you know, they, they were kind of looking at his childhood and, you know, when he was a bit volatile. And obviously those events took place, like, pretty much straight after um, 9-11. 9/11. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He, 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 he explained were, it to Chandra that I was being bullied by, for, for yes. 9-11. That was why I had to react. So he actually explained it to Chandra and said... You know, I was being bullied. That's why I reacted by pushing someone. That it's kind of like pushing a door, basically, and someone fell down the stairs, and he got done for it. So- yeah, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just saying that I think there's more to the character. Oh, that, yeah. that it lets on. Obviously, absolutely. He's absolutely. not. He's not as fresh-faced and innocent as it is. It portrays in that first. We half all have hour, a dark. Like, we all have a dark. Exactly. Side, it's just very clever because it doesn't show any of that. It shows him as being. Like he's never been in trouble, and obviously that's not true. It's um, true. But it's he's very right. clever the way the prosecution gets into that, and and obviously you see that dark side in in prison. That's the development that but is before, so interested about before, the series. Before we yeah. get into the prison part, Nin, let's come to you then first. The the police station is is so intense still because yeah. there's there's like a few times where you think he's going to get away with it. Or at least leave the station. Oh, yeah, when they just find, you know, obviously Before they couldn't fossilise him because yeah. it was um, way too late, so they were just going to let him go. And the female police officer just sort of um, pats him down one last time. And, you know, she's really thorough, really good. She's actually a good police woman, I'll give her credit. Yeah, she was. And they, they're talking about, oh, um, you know, the the, the weapon, um, well, the, the weapon that was used under the knife, and they were describing it. And as soon as they're describing it, you just see the shot of her pull it out of his inner pocket. Yeah. And, you know, and the chief, and she goes like this, and it's obviously covered in blood. And he just, he just goes, I didn't do it. And oh God. And he just starts crying and he wants to run out and he wants his family. And you really feel sorry for him at that point. Uh, really, really do feel sorry for him. But at the same time, he is literally swimming in murky waters right there. He is right in the lion's den. And it would have taken some miracle for him to get out. And had she not been so thorough with her search, he would have been able to walk out for the time being because they would have found his DNA and he would have been clocked again. Yeah. She, you know, she, she uh, was the bully, in fact, in that bit. Like, you know, she was the, the receptionist type thing. She's supposed to be like, you know, they're normally the nice ones. But, you know, the, the copper, the box, what's his name? What was his um, name again? Uh, Dennis, Dennis Box. Yeah. yeah, he was he was actually quite quite okay with him, quite decent, you know, to start with. He was clever, though. Yeah, he, he was, was obviously clever. very very clever. But she was kind of like the bad cop. He was a good cop, and then yeah, it was. Um, then you got it right. At the end of the day, when you look at it from that point of view, you feel sorry for him. But if you look at it from that point of view, she did her job. She was just doing her job, mm-hmm. you know. And you do feel a bit bad, but Rory, his his facial expressions in that scene are magnificent. Um, yeah. He he portrays it. He makes you feel real bad for Riz. You know, you feel bad for Riz. <laughs> Riz is Riz is amazing. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about his transformation in, in in the part, but 
But Riz is just, he's an incredible actor and I'm really happy he's getting the kind of plaudits he deserves. Um, but you, you know, he's, yeah, he just looks so, he's so scared and it's, he plays it so well. Apparently in the whole of this, he stayed in, in accent the whole time. And you can tell, you know, because his, his American accent is incredible to be honest. And Spent a month in Queens before the show. Yeah, 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 exactly. And he stayed in, in character then in nearly the entire time. And you can just, you can just sense it with him. He, he really is dedicated to getting it right. And, um, I don't know, even if you see a, a close up shot of a before and after prison, it's just such a distinct change in, in look and personality. And yeah, that, in that moment, you just think this guy's in, in, he's going to prison no matter what is what you think. Do you know what I mean? No matter what happens, because he's got Guaranteed. the murder weapon in your, in your head. He's got the murder weapon on him and he's, he's been the scene of crime and, and his DNA is everywhere and he's got nothing, you know? So. Yeah, it, it's it's very interesting where it goes from there, and and it completely changes after that for me. Um, it does. And the character does. focus well, changes. Welcome at, the, at this point, you welcome in the um, the knight in shining armor walks in, <laughs> and in, uh, absolutely with the itches galore, itchy scratchy man. <laughs> oh. oh my god, what a character this guy is in this, and he nails it. Absolutely nails it. A little bit of background. This guy was in John Turturro is how I think yeah. you say his name. He was in is, um, yeah. Transfer- Transformers, and apparently he has been offered movie after movie after movie after movie, and he rejects them all and and directs his own little movies and shit, and basically just really is picky with his stuff. And he's an artist. Fantastic, mate. He he's was... done some terrible stuff over the year, though. Oh I'll yeah, be because honest. he just does it. He wants to be in control. Yeah, I know. He's, he's a really funny actor because he, he's been in a hundred films or, or, or acting roles. And he's 59. He's not young. Um, in and amongst there, he's done some really stellar films. Um, and like you said, he, he's kind of written and directed kind of eight or nine films and he's doing some more. But he, he has kind of shied away from the Hollywood when he's been offered incredible parts. I think this is almost finally his, his, deserving you know i mean he's been nominated for uh is he not for an emmy or is it golden globe yep, yeah both of them both of them and he's up against riz in the same category exactly. which is quite frustrating and and obviously this series is up as well for for best series and yeah i mean it couldn't be more deserved i, d- I don't think he's he's gonna win sadly but he's he's just incredible I in this, this and show, he, you know i think the show his character in the show mimics his real life a little bit but anyway we'll get there nin so he he walks in what were your first impressions of <laughs> john stone is it <laughs> john stone yeah how can you forget that name <laughs> it sounds almost like a footballer that plays for man city <laughs> almost. he's not uh, as bad as him though was he well maybe actually go on then tell me about john stone what did well, you think when i initially saw him uh, i just thought he was a bit of a um, a bum. <laughs> a cowboy um, equivalent of a, of an attorney, especially with his little um, <laughs> business cards, no fee till you're free or whatever, the little oh, cheesy tagline. And he was all over the subways. And I love um, I loved the fact that he rolls up in his little uh, Jesus sandals and his long Mac, his grey Mac. He looked very sort of um, <clears throat> 1980s New Yorker. Like that's how they all dressed in the films. And then you look down, he's got these big, um, sodding, uh, Jesus sandals on and his feet are in such a bad state, real bad eczema from what it looks like. And I mean, I'm sure you're going to talk about character development, but, um, he really grows in. And I, I love the fact that the first thing he always says is he always talks about his feet 
like he'll say, and I know it's eczema, or you know, he he knows people are looking at them, and he's really conscious of them, and it's his, it's his sort of, um, if you will, Achilles heel, bad pun. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, it really affects him, and you see it throughout the whole the way he's kind of going to all That's these battle, different, yeah, to all these different clinics, trying to get the you know get the suitable treatment for him, and every night he's moisturizing and he's pampering his feet and. Trying to make them better and the chopstick on the subway. And oh, it, it was so gross, but so realistic, you know. Um, it, it was just so good. Uh, and at, at parts, obviously, you'll talk, obviously, he represents him as his lawyer. Obviously, he, he sounds too good to be true when he takes it. But what I loved was he took on, um, uh, Riz Khan. I think his character's called Nas, yeah, Nas Khan. Nas- Nasir Khan. Yeah, he's, yeah, Nasir Khan. He's willing to take him on because he thinks he's just stabbed someone, not murdered them. And, Soon as that information becomes um, apparent to him that it's a murder, homicide, he looks like a fish out of water. <laughs> he, he just, yeah, Rory, he just lost it at that point. Oh, okay. I want to charge a bit more for this one. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's one of, he, he's, he's just brilliantly portrayed, but um, yeah, I think the thing with him walking around in, in the sandals is it's like it's winter <laughs> and exactly. he's walking around in these things. And oh, and he puts bags on gonna draw it. Oh, oh, my God. Like, you got to feel for him. I mean, the moment he wears shoes is probably the happiest moment of the yes. whole series. It's yes. just like... He's just, <laughs> no, I mean, and the thing is, the funny thing is with this is that he's all... They're almost like two lead characters, to be honest, because... It, it almost becomes more about his story than it does about Riz, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy because Riz is the one in jail, Riz is the one going through the murder trial and all the rest of it. But it's his kind of emergence as a, I don't know, he's, he's been, he's been looking after degenerates and low lives and he's got more than an element of Better Call Saul about him. If you've seen Breaking Bad, mm. um, he's got that kind of cowboy cavalier. Approaches it, and he's never represented anyone for anything other than gang violence or yeah, no, you know, I don't know, something, you know. I don't know if you picked up on the tidbit while watching the show either that yeah. when he's when he's asking for all that money, he actually only turned over thirty grand the year before. So whatever he got, like in mm. the end, he gets thirty grand to help him out. You know, at the end uh, yeah. to help out Chandra, and that was actually his whole year's taking from the year before. Exactly. So, so basically, he's represented yeah. people for two hundred dollars a time or exactly whatever. You know? so. It's just Very he didn't know time. how to react to it. Oh no, he's the smallest of small time, isn't he? That's the thing. He, he's just represented the lowest of the low, and he's known for that. So he's a when they realise, yeah, 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 when they realise he's taking on the big case, they're like, "No, you're not doing that." Yeah. And he almost wants to back out of it, but actually, I think he sees something in Riz, and I think, I think it brings something out in him that maybe he didn't ever knew he had, and kind of courage, and and yeah, he's he's a wonderfully portrayed character, and and he, he thoroughly deserves his, his nomination and hopefully will get awards for his performance because mm. he was just incredible. Yeah, and then he, he saw something in, in Nasser, definitely, in his eyes. Uh, I think that's that's one of the things with the Riz Ahmed is the acting, I don't know if you noticed, but from his, just his eyes in this show. Because Nas doesn't say much in this in this. No, no, no. Having, said that, having said that, when actually when he first went to speak to him and he actually found out he was actually murdering, not him stabbing up some girl... Hmm. Um, much much more fatal than what he initially anticipated. And he goes, let me tell you my side of the story because I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't exactly. want to know. Because in his head, it's still like, 
you're in for murder and I really don't want to know the facts. So I think there was an element of doubt to begin with. Oh, and God, yeah, there would, got, be. Yeah. there would be, yeah. Yeah, and he just did not want to know. And even from till the very end, he never asked him for his version of events. He no. never asked him. No, until it came out, in, until whatever was displayed in court, you know. Yeah. And also, there's there was the innocence. I think the innocence was enough for him. He didn't want to re- ruin that initial gut feeling of what he got from seeing Nazir Khan, the man, the boy. He he saw him for who he was at that point, and he goes, I can't believe it. You know, in your head, you can't believe it. Do something like that. So, you know what? I don't want to be, I don't want to be swayed. Let me try. And also, it's a meal ticket, right, for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know what I loved about it as well was um, every time uh, these um, shady stories from his past were coming out, He'd be so disappointed. Mm. He'd be like a disappointed father. Yeah. And he'd go into prison and he'd absolutely grill his ass. God, and yeah. it wasn't like a, an, an, an attorney client sort of grilling. It was almost like a caring parent or, you know, a caring person. You know, somebody that actually gives a shit about you. And that might be because he is such an amateur lawyer and he's never been in this situation before. But you've, you've, you've got a sense of warmth from him which he didn't get from, you know, the other female attorney that he had, who was obviously a big corporate lawyer. And um, Yeah, I think it was um, Alison Crow. Mm. Yeah, but I, I, before we move on with the story into what, what happens in the jail and all that, I want to move on to one other part of the plot, which was happening at the same time. And we'll come back to the family as well, Nin, because I know you want to speak about that side of things. But it's the police and the prosecution. So Helen Weiss, is it? Is that how you would mm-hmm. say it? Yes. The district attorney. And then obviously Dennis Box. Basically, these two, how they're portrayed, obviously, um, what they're trying to do, what they're getting. And I think this will feed into Nin, what you were saying as well uh, uh, with your with your social side of things. Uh, but they kind of, it's kind of open sh- case for them. For for mm. I mean Dennis Dennis Box does try in the end and we'll get there. That's one of the evolution parts of his character. But he, I guess he always has the doubt. He's he's always got the doubt the other way. There's something not right about this, you know. Yeah, which is why they charged him initially. Yeah, and but Helen, she just wants him done. Shut case. Anything. I mean, she tries to even manipulate a bloody medical examiner at one point. She is mm. just hardcore want to win here and just get it out of the way. And for me, what it brought forward was very similar to Making a Murderer, that really this show wasn't about... Mm-hmm. wasn't really about Nasir, as in him. It was really about how there's a failure in the system, in the States. Well, Dax, isn't there a really high percentage of uh, people who get... <laughs> who get sent down or who are um, charged with crime in America, the high percentage are actually not guilty. Hmm. Yeah, and that's why And I think that was a clear, clear indication of that stat because all they saw was the evidence or, you know, pieced up evidence that kind of pointed, everything pointed towards Nazir. It kind of made their life a lot easier. You've got to think about it. They've got so, you know, they're in New York City. Crime happens by the minute, every minute. They just want to get things done as quick as they can. Why bother looking? I know it's negligent. I know it frustrates the life at you. I know everyone's right to equal trial and, you know, a fair trial. And he certainly wasn't given that with the way they were just trying to manipulate facts and such things. But it's sad, but it is a sorry indictment of a dead law in general. Mm. Rory, would you agree with that? I mean, I I just said that I know I just said something there. It's not about, it was about Nasir Khan. It was about him. But what I mean is that the real the real meat in the end is the big flaw 
There's a big yeah, so like, it, it, it very very that, much mimics yeah. making a murderer, right? It does. Yeah, it, it's definitely taken a lot of of the elements of making a murderer. And, well, and this was made the... before that. This was made. Well, I think actually they were being made at the same time and not okay. aired because this took four well, years. I mean, yeah, it doesn't need to be as such. You know, it, it yeah. does feel like it, but I think it's just a small sample of what is a major issue in the States with, with the judicial system, you know, and yeah, it does very much feel like they, they've got an open, open and closed case and, and they don't have, um, he doesn't admit to it. So we, you know, there's always that element of doubt, but they're thinking he just doesn't admit to it because he, he can't remember because he was intoxicated and it's not about that. You know, it's, um, he, he genuinely doesn't know if he's done it or not. And it's so frustrating that, yeah, they're, they're so quick to just throw the bucket in when, as an audience, you're there going, well, has he definitely done it? Are you you're not looking at other possibilities and you're not looking at potential other candidates to it because there's more to the case than that. And, and boxes are more thorough than, 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 than she is, Vice is, but he's still quite quick to want to get it all wrapped up. He's due retirement, isn't it? You know, and it's kind of his last case. And yeah, there are some massive failings in lots of parts of America, let's be honest. There's a lot of other good things. I'm not judging the whole country on, on negatives, but um, but yeah, this is one of the elements that you'll see a lot more of these series. And I haven't watched the O.J. Simpson thing from this year, but I think that's I really want to watch that as well. I think that's I think. supposed to sweep a lot of the nominations and a lot of the awards at the ceremonies mm, this year. I want to watch that. That's, that looks really yeah. good. And it's got yeah. David Schwimmer in a different role, hasn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. Friends, and and I, I, need to, I need to watch it, so I'll, like I'll check that out. But Ross, yeah, he's, oh, I, I might have to Ross. do a Friends episode. I'm friends will last hours. I don't know how you'll do Friends, <laughs> but you know, it's going to be great if you do it. Yeah. I will do it, definitely. Give me an idea there. But Okay, so um, any thoughts on uh, the performances, really, of uh, Dennis, Box, and, and Helen Weiss? Um, I thought Boxer was good. I thought Boxer yeah. was really good. He's good, isn't he? He's a good actor as well, and he's come. A, he's, he's a good actor. And he plays doing... a really good detective. Do you know what I mean? He mm. does have that kind of face, for him. <laughs> he um, and, and and he just has that great kind of. He's got that kind of edge to him. Do you know what I mean? That kind of he will do things that are a little bit sneaky just to kind of get it done, as a lot of detectives would do. But equally, he's got that kind of inner intuition you know that tells him something that's not quite right and, and ultimately he's quite important to the to the end of the story or he's extremely oh, important. massive massively and you know what then before we get to the family because what happens before we get to the family is that Nasir is taken to jail and you know what i remember this so vividly because the entire episode i think it was the second one is pretty much in slow motion taking him through the process of going to jail and oh man it's just horrific to watch because you're just like i don't think he's done this Nin, have, you seen, have you seen who he's in with as well have you seen the oh, no. oh my god he's like a little teeny weed pole yeah but don't you think then that it's an amazing episode because of just how it's shot in terms looks of so out of place oh he looks out of place but it just it's just brutal yeah. Brutal, and he's like watching, and every time he looks up or he makes eye contact, and what the fuck are you looking at? You know, just that aggressive, intimidated, intimidating men in his face, where to the point where he can't look and he's got nowhere to look to look down. But if he looks down, then he looks like a coward, or he looks like he's gonna shit shit the bed. You know, he he just couldn't win. It was really hard, and I loved the fact that when they were all getting searched up and 
the guy had something stashed up his ass and they found it and he just looked mortified. It was just brilliant. It was just and it's massive because of what happens later in the show. He's mortified at that point, but then at, later in the show, what happens to him and what he has to do to get what oh. he wants, unbelievable. We'll get there in the plot. But, I mean, Rory, you could feel the terror from oh. his face, just from yeah. emotions. And I, he, I thought it was magnificent. He had magnificent. no idea what he was getting yeah. into. I mean, you've seen it before. It almost had similarities to me with, with Shawshank. Mm. Oh, you and two. Here we go. Let's start all Shawshank. Right. All right. Like when they were looking in at them, like the predators, like who's going to cry first? When they're all yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got that kind of American prison feel to it. And, it, you know, it's it certainly got that element of that first night in prison, that fear you'd feel, that knowing that you're not going to be back with your family or your loved ones or anyone for, for potentially most of your life, you know, and it, it's not captured very often. And when it, well, it is, but it's not captured extremely well very often. And, and when it is and you see that kind of emotion, I think, yeah, you just get a sense of this is his life changed now. And I didn't know really where it was going to go from there as a series. I think you, you're three or four episodes in and you almost think the case is closed and, and that's going to be the end of it. And I, I think I probably didn't even know how many parts it was when I first looked from the episodes. And and you think, yeah, it's going to get sewn up and it's going to be a three-part kind of drama. Do you know what I mean? And, and you're not going to see the ramifications of what goes on. And then it just completely changes when he gets to prison because he changes completely when he gets to prison. And well, not straight away. It, not sure. It well, takes pretty a, quickly. But takes yeah. a, <laughs> a couple of episodes, which is pretty much half this, this season. Can't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. It, do, it, it does, it, it does in, pick in up quickly. Timeline. Yeah, yeah, they move yeah, through yeah, yeah. timeline-wise. It goes, it's quick. It's quick. Obviously, they just show a lot of... All drama. all, all the initial episodes, once he goes to prison, are really about the, the legalities, isn't it? It's it about is. setting up the court case. It's about setting up his representation. Yeah. Um, about Dennis the fights Box that go on trying to get more them. on him. They're trying, the, the prosecution trying to get more on him. And then this point then it switches into a two arc show where it goes from in jail and outside of jail yeah, and then exactly. this is where you get the family negotiating with absolutely no power at all the cab is stuck you know the dad is absolutely stuck for cash he can't do anything the family's got no negotiating power john stone wants shitloads of dosh what a horrible situation well, can i just say you know the what i loved when he went into prison was you were equally interested in what's going in prison. How is he coping? How is he going to evolve? Or how does he evolve? How does he survive? And what's going on the out? What are they doing to get him off the hook? You know, you're really interested in that. And for that reason alone, it kind of reminded me of Prison Break Season 1, where the inside was equally as interesting as what was going on the out. You know, I, I drew a lot of comparisons in that sense. And some of the, um, the inmates kind of reminded me of inmates in, in Prison Break as well, if, if that makes sense. But yeah, um, his family... Uh, completely um screwed over at this point uh looked kind of lifeless you know they were they were full they were living but only just they were like walking around like zombies kind of in disbelief shock um kind of like they were going to wake up from a, a terrible nightmare and also you kind of saw them being you know massively alienated within their you know in their community and you know people kind of looking down at them and I, I take little things and, uh, you know, obviously I, I, I'm a Muslim. Uh, you know, this is meant to be a representation of a Muslim family. And the thing that I took a lot from was um, how calm they were in the entire situation. Like you never saw his mum and dad really lose their shit or not have faith in that boy. The mother started losing it a little in, in, court, in, in court when she saw graphic images of, of the girl. 
Um, but I, I absolutely love that. I love the fact that they were willing to do everything and anything for him. And uh, it was really hard because they were a working class family and their backs were really up against it. And for me, one of the saddest things I saw, Gags, you know, you're an Asian too, but uh, that's that scene when, um, first of all, uh, Chandra, the, the, the lead lawyer on his case, oh, yes. orders some uh, food and his dad's the delivery guy. Mm. You know, that, that really... You know, that was just probably so degrading for him. His mother becomes a cleaner just to make ends meet, just to, you know, just to try funding, just trying to help. But for me, the saddest thing was when I, they actually go into um, a shop and she's selling off her jewellery. Yeah, they're doing everything they can to get. And this is what the kind of Asian feel, the Asian community part comes out here. Because you do, you do see this happen in our families and you do see this happen where we are that if when shit you know hit the hits a fan no you're in deep shit if you're having to sell, sell your gold. gold as an asian yeah. it's yeah. like to me you're in dire straits yeah because no one no one sells their gold gold's an investment people keep it handed yeah. on down generations in yeah. our in our families and yeah. if you've got to a point where you're selling gold shit you're up shit's creek pretty much yeah and what are what are the social type of stuff because it's a good point here to get <laughs> anything else like what you wanted to speak about here I, you know what, um, obviously you were speaking about the first episode and I completely forgot to miss this, but as they were walking back to her apartment, he got racially abused by another kind of minority. It was two black lads. Yeah. And I found that really interesting, uh, n- not in a bad way, not in a good way. It was really interesting, the fact that another minority was attacking, say, another minority, if you will. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> because for so long, or stereotypically, it's always um, the white Caucasian attacking and calling them Arabs or terrorists or whatever. I thought it was really interesting that, you know, it was another a minority group and the racism was coming from another minority group. Um, I also, um, when obviously their community was being attacked because of this, there's a lot of hate crime going on because of what Nazir allegedly did. Uh, cabbies were getting beaten up and, you know, it, and it was all, always on the front page. And what I found, um, it, I mean, this summarises it in England as well. It was Sikh cabbies getting battered. So there was just so much ignorance amongst oh these people God, attacking yeah. these people that they couldn't even, like, differentiate between faith, that yeah. they were just and going that put, out. that put more pressure on the prosecution to get something yeah. done? Yeah, as quick as possible. And uh, obviously, when the mosque got vandalised and, you know, that um, lady who walked past with her full face covered says to her dad, in, in Urdu, are you happy now? Like it's his fault. You know, the family really had to take a lot of the flack for what he allegedly did. And, you know, I know they kept saying, and another thing as well, they kept going on about it's, uh, if it helps, he's a Muslim too. You know, when obviously they had him on profile and, you know, they were going to prosecute him or, you know, they were going to charge him. And then they kept saying, it's not about his religion. It's not about his religion. But then they were trying to find dirt on him, like whether he's got links to Al Qaeda and stuff. And I was like, well, it clearly is massive. Massive point, you know that that was another great part actually that they were trying to do. If if a, if a, you know like a white American uh, committed murder, do you look for links for um, right wing Nazi parties that he might be linked to or KKK? Um, probably not. <laughs> no, never, never. I mean, what was the good thing? I think what you're trying to say is that this show was able to portray what an Asian family goes through really well to the T in that situation, which is mm. what I think you're trying to say. And I, I think that was very, very good. I think that's one of the things why... And, and I also us. like the fact that the, the, racist, uh, the racist element wasn't from, uh, you know, generic um, two oh, white no, dudes. Yeah. It was two black dudes. And I found that quite refreshing in, in a strange way. Yeah, it was, like, it was just different. so obvious. Yeah. yeah. Rory, this is um, this is quite an interesting. I don't know what you thought about this angle that we brought up here, uh, or, or if you noticed it at all. 
throughout the show. Oh, completely. Yeah, no, no, completely. I mean, it's, it is very much, it's nice in a lot of ways. It, well, it's not in the, in the sense that what they're going through and what they're struggling with, but it's nice that that story is getting told at the same instance because uh, not many dramas or films will, will often show the angle of the, the family and what they go through and what they're left with. Um, and ultimately kind of what it shapes for their, for their now and their future, because, you know, I know we're going to go on towards the end and stuff, but their, their lives are impacted and not just in the now, but for the, their whole life is now changed. Do you know what I mean? And, um, innocent or not, their lives are changed and it shows really what, what effect that can have on a, on a family. And I, I completely, you know, echo what Nina said and what, what you said is, it does show the, the misrepresentation of kind of Muslim families and, um, and the kind of racist and issues that go on in the States, in this country. You know, it's been a tough year for a lot of those elements. And, and this series did encapsulate a lot of the feelings that have happened in 2016 as a whole. I think it probably couldn't have been released in a, in a better year, if I'm perfectly honest. And you're right. Yeah. It's, I just think it's, it's, it's kind of refreshing in lots of ways that, that it told their story. But it's it's really heartbreaking at the same instance because, you know, as a, a dad, you know, imagine your kid going through that or an auntie or, a you know, whatever you are in relation to family member. If you imagine what would happen, your life would just get ripped apart and you'd do anything to try and fund their release until, you know, the mum starts having doubts and, and various elements of it. And it's just so, yeah, the emotion you see through them is, is almost as important as anything that Nazir or anyone else goes through because they're having to live with the consequences of what's happened. So on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, it's, it's really powerful stuff. I mean, they both acted it really well. They become very, they become key. I think it's Trevor, isn't it? One of them is Trevor who, who Helen just lets go. He just, they just let him go. Like that was the other thing from the prosecution, like from when they were, they just let him go. They had him and he just, he just got out of it and went, and didn't even mention nothing about Dwayne Reed, which is bloody hilarious, by the way. If, you, yeah. if you're from America or you've been to America, I've been to America so much. I've been to New York so many times. Dwayne Reed is like the local store. And when they, I mean, if Artie, my wife was watching it with me, she would have laughed because we used to just laugh at the name all the time, Dwayne Reed. So when this guy is actually called Dwayne Reed, pissed myself laughing. Such a brilliant little twist in there. But anyway, let's go back. So, Let's go now. Obviously, we'll come back to Trevor and Dwayne later, but let's go straight into jail now because that's the we, we, we're getting. We've spent a lot of time discussing the pre. Let's go straight into the jail scenes then, um, uh, Rory. Let's start with you. I mean, this is it gets heavy straight away for him, doesn't he? Once he says no to, um, oh God, I've forgotten his name. Peter. No, no, the big one, the main man. Uh, the main man is. Freddy. Freddie. Freddie. Freddie the boxer, that's him. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as he says no to him... Like, oh. They call him the king, don't they? So you always kind of forget his name. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was As soon was as he says rough. no, it's almost like, yeah, this is this is what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he doesn't know. He's getting so kind of mixed advice from other people, isn't he? He just doesn't know what to do within prison and, and how to react. And, yeah, it's it's quite amazing that kind of turn of events where... He goes from completely denying being his bitch and, and, you know, dealing with the elements that come along with prison life to, 
to being really encapsulated it, to being his right-hand man almost. Um, and his transformation is just insane. I mean, every time the, the lawyer goes back to visit him, he's like, you're not making this an easy case for me. Do you know what I mean? You're becoming every picture they're trying to paint of you. You know, shaving your head and getting it. Is it knuckles he gets tattooed, doesn't he? Um, yeah, I think which so. It's just, and he just looks every inch the man that belongs in, in prison, really. But he's doing that to survive and to fit in. And he's showing what prison life is like for a young man who's, who goes in without money. Do you know what I mean? He mm. doesn't have anything to bribe anyone off with. He, he only has things to offer when he, start smuggling drugs and, and getting him in a gang and doing but what, just before what Freddy that, ultimately though, says. But yeah. before that, though, he's 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 declined a massive plea bargain, hasn't yeah. he? And uh, they say, let's agree to, you know, let's charge a manslaughter, 15-year sentence, and they basically, he, he, you know, the beautiful bit about this was where, I, I you know, Chandra just is now obviously representing him, yeah. and... She just says, you know, if you did it, take the plea bargain. And if you didn't do it, don't take it. And it was just, she said it as simple as that to him, you know, as a caring person. Obviously, everyone had a doubt. She did too. But she just said, looked him in the eye and just said, if you did it, take it. You're not going to get a better deal than that. And if you didn't do it, don't. And he, he just says no. And the shock on everyone's face when he says no. It's like, okay, uh, I knew he was going to do that. Kind of. The, the, the no, show. I know. Obviously, it was episode four, so we kind of we kind of knew that was going to happen because there's four more to go. <laughs> so he wasn't exactly going to get on uh, into jail. But yeah, I mean, Nin, what did you? I mean, Rory's just gone through, you know, how the transformation and stuff. And I mean, the scenes of setting his bed on fire and stuff—it's just nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Um, again, it was because of uh, the the crime. You know, uh, it was yeah, true, true. all down to his crime. You know, it was nothing to do with how he looked. It was because this home was a bit of a soft pushover. Um, and when, when they all went into that, uh, the court together and they found out what he, what he's going to get, you know, what apparently the charges were against him. And they all went, damn, looking at each other like, how is this guy able to kill anyone? And then they obviously find out it's a girl and they, I think they think he raped someone. I think that's yeah. what really kind of got their backs up about him and you know yeah he literally went to the to the bathroom and he come back and his bed's on fire and if he'd not timed that to a tea it would have been him in bed on fire essentially you know and it was just kind of um, a sign like watch your back and uh, you really felt for him and it was a clear indication that this dude needs protection and he still resisted it up until obviously that guy who um pretends to be his friend and obviously he's in because he um, tried killing the murderer of his niece, but didn't get that quite right and killed someone else and was in prison. And uh, he kind of saw that his um, uh, revenge for her was uh, taking it out on Nas. And obviously he uh, tried scolding him with a baby oil. Yeah. And it was only yeah. after that, you know, he was deceived because that guy looked like his genuine friend. He really did. Mm. Uh, it was a only big, then big that twist he, that was. Yeah, massive twist. I did not see that coming. I'm not going to lie. And I always kind of knew that, you know, Freddie was probably his best ally and I'm glad he kind of took it. And after that, it was pretty much smooth sailing for him. And his character really developed from that point on because, you know, he was in with the cool gang. He was kind of untouchable. But didn't you get the feeling that Riz was worried that obviously he was going to be used as a bit of a toy? I, 
Yeah, I thought that. I thought, is he, you know, is That's he going to That's why he wasn't going to go with... Yeah, of course, absolutely. Because I don't know if you remember that, um, the scene on his first day at prison, someone goes, can I, um, obviously I think he had, um, a card, a food card, um, where, um, obviously he could get halal food and the, this big beefy dude said, can I use your card? My, my wife can put money in my account. We'll pay you back, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, Sean, he just gave it. And the guy who was supposed to be his friend, I can't remember his name, was like, you fucking pushover. They're going to do that to you every single day for the rest of your life in here. You know, he was so weak and vulnerable that he actually needed that protection. I mean, then you move into the disgusting scenes of oh. going, get that, that was it someone's mother who pulls it out of her arm? It was someone's mother and he had to swallow it, yeah. No. I mean, you look at that and you just put yourself in the situation and think, this young lad who hasn't done this crime, is now having to do this to get something, you know, to, ah, uh, just, oh, No dear. money in prison. No, no money, money in prison and, and, and protection. That's what you're And the for. gag, and he was gagging on it, and he couldn't keep it down. And like you said, Rory, that the, when it goes forward, he's doing it like a perfectionist. Oh, I know. He, he becomes. And the thing is, he was going, like, Riz was going to the gym after takes um, till what I was in the morning to bulk up at that point during chewing um, because he, he obviously puts on a lot of muscle, um, shaves his head. He, he he changes his whole persona. Do you know what I mean? He, he completely changes. The guy that went in is not the guy that's come out and, and that's what you, 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 know, you find. There's a transformation in his personality and he starts taking drugs, which, which ultimately is... It's a huge thing for him because he's addicted, and it and it completely shapes his personality and, and starts to really derail a lot of things, and starts to make him become hard to represent. I think that's what you find mm-hmm. from the legal standpoint. You know, the lawyer says to him when he goes to visit him that I know what you've got to do, son. I think he says I understand what you're doing, um, but just you know, remember we're trying to help you kind of thing you know it's 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 quite powerful because yeah as nina said before he's almost like a father figure in lots of ways um and that's that's hurtful for him and he doesn't want to see riz or nazir going through that and yeah it's 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 quite amazing actually the transformation and i mean if you listen to riz riz is so charismatic and and in this obviously he's very downplayed and and not much emotion and um it's so opposite to his personality in real life and he is quite funny because he says all he gets offered in Hollywood is the parts of terrorists. And he has such a joke about this, which it's quite sad in reality. But he's kind of becoming quite an iconic actor for a community. And he's shown that you can do parts like this and then you can do Star Wars and you can do, your, you know, his, his comedy and his other elements. And, and actually he's becoming really prominent. And yeah, I think it's just, I think he's he's done a lot in the last year. And, I, you know, I, I think he's... I'm just proud of him being a British actor, but I think as a, a British Muslim actor, he's he's obviously doing things in in Hollywood that a lot of men haven't done before, really. So yeah, I, think I it's, agree. It's I'll cover a, it. Really I'll big co- part for I'll him. Co- yeah. Cover it more on the Star Wars review one day. But seeing that a, a British Muslim and he's sounding like just one of a British Muslim in Rogue One just was <laughs> just was surreal for me and such a proud moment like being someone who brought up born brought born and brought up in this country. Anyway, back to the Night of Nins. Um so the trial continues. Basically every fucking card is now stacked 
against him. They've they've brought in the medical examiner who who displays results in a dodgy manner as well. You know, they've done pretty much. They've gone to about you know this pushing the student downstairs. What Rory talked about and the drugs. They've done everything now, and you know here comes the alternate angle, the stepdad. You know, this mm. is where you know. I think his name was Don. I mean, this was this was an interesting interesting development, wasn't it? For when when you're watching, it was um, it was actually John Stones that started um, uh, dabbling. Yes, he did, and he was trying to he was trying to get it to. He him, saw him it? at the funeral, didn't he? Yeah, That's why and it triggered it. He had a fight yeah. with the accountant, and he wanted to know what the fight was all about. And then obviously, started digging deeper, and he he had a thing for the older, lonely female who was um, quite well off, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he had a history of that, and uh, you know. And uh, and then obviously he got speaking to uh, their family accountant or financial advisor, whatever you want to call him. And he was very, very um, sort of um, very much selling the story that um, this stepdad, uh, you know, wanted the house. And uh, the girl, what was the girl's name? Was it Alison? Andrea. Andrea, Andrea, that's it. Andrea said over my dead body and, you know, uh, it just it just seemed too much of a fit. You know, uh, he had the biggest motive. It was only hours before as well. Yeah, he had the biggest motive to kill her. And also he had, um, he's been charged in the past for assaulting women, his ex-wives, um, um, Andrea's mum being one of them. And, uh, you know, obviously he, he gets wind and John, John Stone being John Stone starts, uh, going to his gym and try find, you know, tries finding out more info about him because, uh, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to spot John Stone at a big beefy meathead gym, are you? He's not going to stick out like a sore thumb in any way, shape or form. And, <laughs> and of course, you know, he, he threatens him and, uh, obviously then puts him to the stands. Very good stuff. Um, uh, for me, he, he looked, he looked nailed on to have done it. I'm sure we're going to get to that later. Yeah, we will. I mean, Rory, your thoughts on this part of the, the show, it was, uh, it was very, very interesting, and, and obviously this is where you kind of start thinking a bit more about Riz and saying, "Yeah, we were right about this, maybe." Yeah, yeah, no, completely. And I think, I think, you know, that there has to be more that, you know, more to it. Do you know what I mean? There's background to the character. You know, you meet the girl, and you know nothing about her. You know, a house. Um, I think does she talk a little bit about a mum? Maybe that she was left the house. I can't. I can't remember specifically. But, but you don't know she's um, loaded. You you just think she's living no, no, there no, no, or exactly, whatever. You know exactly. But it comes you out have she's no concept loaded. really of of anything about her. So you know, it's great that he's actually being a lawyer. You know, when he's doing what lawyers should do, well, he's doing what police should do. Really, do you know what I mean? And he's 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 finding evidence. He's finding things. And yeah, the stepdad. The stepdad's a funny one because he's almost too obvious in a lot of ways. Like shows always like to throw up a, oh, it's probably going to be him kind of character. Um, when ultimately it, well, you know, it, it probably wasn't, but he, he's an interesting character development. And when you're starting to doubt Riz a little bit and you have your moments where you are starting to, to doubt it because you just don't know if he's done it or not. He doesn't know. He, he's not admitting to it. Um, then it kind of just throws it on its head a little bit and then you start to, you know, it's a very clever series because you just start to second guess your own thought process and that's that's very good in, in what is an eight-part series. Exactly. You go back it and forth was, quite a few times. It was fast-moving, the, the, in fact, that they've 
packed in every show with non you know you can't miss every every single episode you know I oh mean, no no all episodes yeah. are there to be you have to watch them all yeah, exactly yeah, like lightning did in one go sometimes um <laughs> no please don't be so crazy uh <laughs> but basically <laughs> then, then uh, so let's let's try and wrap the plot up because we've gone so long talking about this basically what happens now is in in jail he's actually bloody helped freddie to kill someone um, I know he doesn't actually help him help him, but he kind of does to get a new, you know, uh, card or whatever he's got. Oh, no, new new asthma inhaler, and, yeah. and kind of distracts everyone while he goes and kills someone. Yeah, uh, but the guy deserved it. Of course, it, uh, yeah, but uh, Nin <laughs> doesn't matter if he deserved it or not. You don't kill people for fuck's sake. <laughs> like what the hell? Uh... Do you just say that? You weirdo. He deserved it's it. prison. You gotta do what you gotta do to survive. <laughs> and he threatened him as well in the showers. Do you remember? Because yeah. obviously he was making that young, innocent, helpless boy whose mother it was do stuff that he didn't want to do against his will. And that boy killed himself. And that was probably on his conscience. That another thing reminded me of prison break because a very, very similar situation happened. Yeah, there's loads. Of, I mean, the, it, during all that th- time, you get Riz beating someone, someone up as well, and it really shows yeah. the violent. That's the side. guy who scolded him. Yeah, yeah, he just showed the violent side of Riz, uh, you know, of Nasser Khan coming through, and really just that was where the evolution, what Rory's been talking about, comes through. But then, obviously, at the same time, Chandra's fucking everything up on the other side because. Oh, you know what? Can I just go on? You, you, know, you go and was... rant. You ranted about this to no, me no, as well. No, no. no if, if he was naive. In the beginning, she was so naive as an attorney. Don't get me wrong, she obviously cared about him, but being romantically linked with your client, bringing him dope, how old was she? I think she was doing that to get a mistrial but failed. I really do. I think she was trying to get it a mistrial and then the judge, they caught on to it and said, nope, John Stone can take over instead. And like, she got sacked as well. Yeah, it was the weakest. It was the weakest part yeah. of the, the story. Actually, I I didn't think they needed to put that in there, but yeah, mm. it's quite disappointing. But that before she gets sacked, Nick, that, that's not even a mystery. You you do realize what she did. It's not even like she jeopardized her own career. Yeah, I so think Career's ruined. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I yeah. think she was naive, and that's what really frustrated me. And the thing that really hurts me, you know, I can pardon all that, but you know what really pissed me off about the, the whole situation. When she tried being Big Balls Martin and put into the stand. I'm not being funny. I am no lawyer. I've never been to court, touch wood, and long may that continue. <laughs> uh, but all I'm saying is, um, I've watched The Time to Kill with Samuel L. Jackson. You don't put someone that's up for murder in that box. Yeah. Especially against that dragon woman who fucking ate her for breakfast. She it ate him? She ate him? She yeah, asked but him. as a result <sighs> of her naivety, and I love the fact when John Stones turns around and says to her, You've just cost him his life. Yeah. It was harsh. I mean, Rory, I don't know what you felt about... Nina felt really strongly about that, obviously. <laughs> but what, what did you yeah, feel about I, that I just scene? think as, as long as Nina keeps that restraining order against Jürgen Klopp, she's not going to go to prison anytime <laughs> no, soon. Yeah. But it's, it might happen one day or another. But um, <laughs> Nice. Um, yeah, I, she, she made a lot of mistakes. She was clearly an innocent kind of young legal defendant. She she had not enough experience. And she wasn't the right person to represent him. And she she pretty much jeopardised his 
his life, you know, by her actions. Even the lowly oh. John Stone told him not to do that. <laughs> well, I don't, I think you're underplaying John Stone a little bit. Hey, I we think. all just called him a bum at the start, come on. He, well, he is at the start, <laughs> but I think you see... His, he becomes a butterfly. Well, a little bit of that. I think you see the, the fact that actually he's, he's a very good legal defender. He, he understands the process. He's just mm. never really had the confidence. Or the chance. Or the chance, maybe, you know, and, and <laughs> somewhat his feet have kind of held him back a little bit. Which and and, and in this episode is when his feet are all right, you know, uh, just before Like it. I said earlier, proudest moment is, is, is when he wears his shoes. And, oh, God, like, yeah. and every time he goes into court, you know, the, the, the security guy, when he's taking off all this, he's got a load of bag and all the stuff in it and he's taking off his shoes and all this kind of stuff. And they're all looking at him in disdain and disgust. And, and the poor guy goes through hell with all these ridiculous ointments and creams and baths and stuff and, and to wear the shoes and to, to be quite proud. Cling film was terrible. What an oh, idiot. Cling film. The guy had to go through makeup for two hours a day to get these feet to look like that, you know. And it's just insane. But you can, know I, can I just say something about that whole exam? I think I love the fact that he's part of a support group as well. It added yeah. another layer to his character. It was, yeah. Of course it and did. He cat. was troubled. Can I no one's even, no one's even talking about we... the cat. Oh, you I know. The cat and then I'll just feed off the... Yeah, the cat, the cat almost... <laughs> the cat almost is the kind of happy moment in the end because the guy's not having the greatest time of things he thinks his feet are cured and they're not and you know the cat is a kind of a redemption element at the end where he's like well fuck it my life's shit i might as well just keep the cat <laughs> you know because that's the thing that makes him happy and it's really nice and sweet and you know he's the kind of he's the character that comes out of it and you you know you feel a bit for him and he's got that kind of weird relationship with it's kind of a, a prostitute thing going on in there, and he's got he's got a yeah. son that he doesn't see anymore, yeah. really. Um, and his character development is quite incredible, and the cat kind of at the end is is quite crucial. He's got impotence so, problem, yeah. everything. There's loads of shit going oh, on with John Stone. He's, there's he's, there's loads uh, of problems. He's not a healthy man, is he? Let's no. Be honest, and, no. And basically, he. I mean, did you want to say something about the cat first, Nin? I love the interaction he had with the cat. He had an allergy, and he just locked in his room. He'd empty the cat litter. Uh, and then throwing the food. It was just with a mask on and everything. Yeah, and throwing the toys. And I love that when he's actually out shopping, buying cat toys and little, uh, you know, little play mice things. Uh, I, I'm a cat owner and I love the fact that despite him having an allergy, um, he still wanted to give it a home and a shelter. Like that was the warm side hum, of John's story. Human side, yeah. definitely. And I, like, you know, and the, going, going into the other part, it just, there was a, there was a mimicking arc really of how his feet got better stuff for naz was getting better and then as soon as he was about to go on the stand his stuff went to shit as well and they kind of had a really it's quite interesting how the the storyline went like that they were they kind of had a symmetrical kind of thing going on and um obviously once once that happened you kind of thought once naz was on that um standing you kind of thought that's it now game's over in it he's he's done there's no there's no yeah this. because the, the district attorney just uh, asked him uh, you, you know it? she she pressed him so much to the point where from him saying i didn't do it all the way through he he actually said i don't know that's the worst thing you can say and then they went to uh the the defense and they went to chandra and they went uh 
anything else and she's she's about to cry her voice is shaking you can see her holding back the tears and she goes the defense rests idiot she needs to fuck herself she did and i mean the 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 saving grace of everything unless i've missed something here guys if you want to talk about it is then john his closing speech is just magnificent isn't it oh it's incredible absolutely nails it puts it right in there to put the doubt in your head <laughs> it's the the, the the very interesting talk about the knives that you know that's one of parts of the evidence which is quite crucial that was it that knife do you know what i mean and and it's he he puts representation of doubt into the into the jury which is the important thing in all of it and yeah i think it's in it box that eventually tries to throw the trial because of, yeah, the, of the tape because mm-hmm. the it's freddie that sends the tape isn't it of yeah. him kissing yeah, yeah yeah and he tries because and then box is the one that ultimately ultimately believes him do you know what i mean and it's it's but then box yeah. tries to convince helen as well in yeah. a way and she's having none of it but i think then when the verdict i mean Lynn, did you want to say anything about the john's speech no, John's speech was amazing. What I loved was Freddie, the way he was kind of, don't go in, you know, he made sure he didn't go in an orange jumpsuit, picked him out a nice shirt, a white yeah, one. Man, yeah, he, you know, he was always looking out for him. And what I found absolutely beautiful was um, he goes, there's so many stinky people in here, shady people see that they, that they didn't do it, but you can smell that stink on them, you know, the guilt. He goes, you're my beautiful unicorn. He felt the need to protect him. I love their relationship in prison. That was a smashing point, that is. Totally forgot about that bit when he gave him the suit. That was a massive... It was genuine genuine concern and regard for this lad. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that's when there's a massive point in this this bit now when the jury comes back at 6-6. You know, Helen could say, yeah, I want to do this again. But she decides not to do anything, you know? And say that's fine. It's a mistrial. You can go free. At that point, you'd think, right? Dennis Box has, you know, done his job. Finally, yeah. Yes. And that's where I think we can talk now about the evolution of these characters. You know, pretty quickly. I mean, let's let's go with um, Dennis Box as we mentioned him, Rory. That is pretty much the ultimate, you know, story. It's where... him. It's him being the detective that he should be. Do you know what I mean? It's it's him not wanting to retire because. He felt there was an injustice, and he couldn't quit until, in his mind. And I think I think it's not going to be go on and do another series. I think, which is great because I think it, it it actually wraps the story up how it should do. You don't necessarily need to know who did it, but you need to know that it wasn't Nasia. And I think you you believe that at the end, but you see the ramifications of what prison has done to him, his family. And, you know, everything that revolves around it. I think the thing with the whole series is it's not about necessarily the story, but it's how the story is told, which is, is pivotal. Um, and you see it from all the different angles. And, yeah, I think they wrap it up extremely well. And you don't necessarily need that whole... A lot of other series would feel the need to put someone else away for it and, and keep you, you know, that's completely close most often that's the end of it i think this this just i think it wraps it up perfectly i think that final kind of double episode was just absolutely magnificent it's a movie it was a movie basically and then i mean what did you i mean let's talk about a character i mean evolution of 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 
of Riz Ahmed's character and that's I'm glad you convinced me with this because um, <laughs> you were ready, were you? Yeah, basically. Uh, oh, because obviously it, now uh, you can talk about him going out as well. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, um, there's like stereotypes of Asian lads. Uh, I, I feel quite comfortable saying this. They either the studious, work hard, nerdy type, which is what he was portrayed in the beginning, or the hood rat. You get the middle ground, but them are your two usual predominant stereotypes. He went into prison as that nerdy lad who wanted to achieve more than what his parents did, come out as a hood rat. And you know what? When I was watching it towards the end, and I know you were, you know, we were all happy that he didn't do it and he got away. But if you looked at the social elements, he looked really alienated. His old friends didn't want nothing to do with him. Would he get back into um, college again? Would he want to go back to college after the the intense life he's led in prison and the company he's been keeping? You see him buying drugs. You see him going back to that same place where he took that girl, um, you know, sh- you know, uh, getting high on him, you know, all by himself, alienated, no friends, uh, kind of felt a bit lost, kind of distant from his family as well because he actually had it out with his mum that you actually thought I was guilty, you know. So he's lost that connection with his family as well, and you can kind of bet your bottom dollar that this guy is going to end up back in prison for some petty crime. That's what I thought. I thought the system has probably made this boy more corrupt than what he was when he went in, which he wasn't really corrupt. He was just a young lad. Totally agree. Very impressionable, and it and it did it. It it actually did it to him. Um, Rory, uh, John, John's evolution as a character. We kind of covered a lot of it, but yeah. in a smaller way, in a quicker way for the, the listeners to... Well, I, just, I, I think, yeah, we, we've covered it a lot, in fairness. I think, I think John just, I think John just shows what a lot of people, uh, maybe normal livelihood, it's, it's kind of, kind of powerful message that maybe you can achieve a little bit more if you, if you try. You know, I think he's gone his whole career necessarily kind of avoiding any kind of bigger cases and uh, avoiding taking on any one of that, like, level of, of, of you know difficult case because he he didn't feel he was capable um but actually his his evolution and, and it's his intelligence and it's his care of his client that ultimately kind of changes his fortunes and yeah i thought i thought he he was you know i i loved raising this i absolutely loved him but john was just he was just incredible i i thought his his acting performance was just just amazing um he was he was perfectly cast. I mean, the thing that surprised me is, did you know this? the pilot had been done for this before with James Gandolfini in that part? Yeah, and did you know that, um, what's his name, uh, Robert De Niro was also cast and had to drop was out he? in the end, yeah? Yeah. Madness. And, and the thing is, you think what could have been, but then, having watched it, you think, oh, I'm so glad that actually John Turturro took the part. He, he, I saw him in an interview, I looked it up and, he he was a big friend of James Gandolfini. They're really close friends. He was quite wary about doing it um, because he didn't want to. He didn't know how much James had done. But then when he'd seen James had done, he'd done an episode and not gone deep into the plot and started reading more into it. He realised it's a part he could take on. And I think there was some trepidation, but I think he just did it because he he knew what he could bring to the role and. I love it when an actor comes from kind of nowhere and left field and suddenly delivers a performance like that. And yeah, I mean, McConaughey is always one of those who did it in True Detective, kind of came from left field and started producing Oscar-worthy stuff. Um, and yeah, I just think he's magnificent and he's the kind of real 
star of the show, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, two, close between them. them yeah. Two, yeah, definitely very close. Um, Nin, any other character you want to talk about? Um, going oh, through, no. unless, unless you want to talk about your favourite character, Chandra. <laughs> No, no, I'm so done. I'm so done. You know, she wasn't bad. She was just. I'm so no. done. She had to. She had to. She, you know what? She had to be that naive girl, and she played it down to a T. It wasn't her acting. Her acting very good. She saw that naive character really well. It just annoyed me that the person leading his case was just a naive young person in general. You know, there was just so much naivety. I'm not gonna go into that. Um, I loved Trevor on the stand. He actually had me in stitches. There was a few moments where I laughed. He was certainly one of them. And one of my favorite quotes and. It was um it was in the earlier episodes and uh, John was t- stopped taking one of his um, uh, petty criminals uh, to court and there was a guy in front of him um I think he was a white Jewish dude and he got something for eight, eighteen months and then his dude was up and he's a black guy and I think he got something like eight years I can't remember and he turns around to the judge and he goes how come I don't get due um due time and the judge turns around and looks at him and says, if you want due time be due crime I literally <laughs> died at that it was like the best. <laughs> there was there was some there were some powerful um you know quotes in this in this i mean that was a comedy one but there were some powerful ones when you know when his friend looks at him or his so-called friend looks at him and says you need to look people in the eye here when you go yeah. to this place and then and then obviously freddie's saying to him what and he goes what do i do and he goes survive and the way he said it to him survive like you know proper from the gut you need to fucking survive. And it just there was just little bits in there where you just looked and you went, sent sent a bit of a chill going, shit, this is real, man. This is like, you know, this actually, I think it's based on a true story, so it's kind of real or uh, on the serial podcast, which is definitely was real. So it, it just kind of sends that tingle for you going, geez, this has happened to someone or may have. You know, in real life, actually, they'll be mimicking stories. It's just so mad. Apart from that, I think... Helen Weiss, obviously, the story with her, the evolution of that character in the end, the way she melted um, and said no trial, it's massive for a, for a, she was so stubborn, you know, the whole show, she was the villain, she was a stubborn, she was a stubborn one, she wanted to twist things to get things, to get this guy into jail, and in the end, she's the one who doesn't send him to jail, or at least gets him out, you know, because that, yeah. that sets him free. So massive, massive turn. And obviously, they try and set some seeds for the second series by saying she offers, you know, Dennis Box a job, you know, to go and get the real criminal or whatever. So they do try and set something up in case they do want to do it. But I don't think there will be uh, to go after um, the Don, Don that is, uh, the, 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 the stepdad. No, they want to go after the accountant. No. Oh, the accountant. That's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it. Because the, the... his story, when he was sort of feeding John, he's, when that he was, was it, feeding that was it. John, he made it all too good to be true that all the evidence and everything points at the stepdad when really he was taking money out of her account and they had a massive fight on the night. Yeah, he was the one she had a conversation with. Yeah, so, he was having yeah. his own tracks. Uh, so I, th- I think it painted it as in that's the guy. I think that's what it did and that was that. I don't think you need the second series to, to feel like actually they've got... They've got it wrapped up. But, you know, uh, don't get me wrong, I, I wouldn't complain to see a second series if it, it was done right. I don't think Riz would do it. I don't think you need no, to No, I don't it. think Riz would necessarily need to. Yeah. I, I think if you kept the lawyer standpoint and, and, and the detectives, it could go in a different direction. You know, new so, character, new So you basically story. lose the two main main stars out of it. It just would lose a lot, man. Yeah, I know. True Detective suffered. Um, same kind of fate, to be fair, and it? it bombed, really, second series. It's quite hard um, when you're trying to keep the kind of... Yeah, you're not. there's no real need to do another series. I, I think it's done really well. You didn't throw out a stat of how much it sold 
I'm going to oh. do that next because I'm just going to ask you both whether um, there's anything else you want to discuss from the plot or the performances at all, Nin? No, nothing. I just like the nice little quirk when um, he was initially held up at the police station and his mum turned up with the food. That is oh, such an Asian mum thing to do. Yeah. I mean, the, the Rory, is, I think I've got one thing left, but is there anything from yourself? No, I'm just making sure we keep you tied over so we don't have to do a quiz because I think we'll be talking <laughs> No, there won't be one. There won't be one. It's really tough to do a quiz on this one. I think the the one last thing that um, that I think I took from it was the mother the mother son relationship um, because he felt it looked like he felt really let down by her at the end mm-hmm. uh, because you know he was like, "Did you believe in me?" and she was like, "Yeah," and he goes, "No, you didn't." And he, goes, oh, he, he just said, okay, mom, and walked out. And, uh, and it it's just. It's a very complicated relationship, you know. It's kind of hard to get their head around the mom's standpoint and the son's standpoint. Yeah, but they, it was so well done. And it just shows that nothing's going to be the same again in that household. Mm. You know, it's fucking ruined everything. Now their lives are ruined. Even yeah, though he's out, ruined, it's not going to fix anything. And it's going to, there's going to be divides between them. And that is so heartbreaking. Because in the end, you think about it, is everything going to be the same again? Now, like Nin said, this guy's changed now. He's gonna, he's gonna go and end up in jail again at some point. And that is, that is the worst part of it. But yeah, anyway, the, 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 the stats part of this, basically, unbelievably, unbelievably, the first episode was only watched by 770,000 people in America. <laughs> and, um, it's probably only the, one of the only shows that I've seen over a season, I suppose, because only an eight episode, but when you get like a big, 12, 10, 13, or, you know, 20 episodes. There's always a little dip somewhere, one episode that people don't watch, you know, and then it shoots up again. But this one, you know, 770,000, 1.28 million, 1.34 million, 1.37 million, 1.41, 1.76, and the finale with 2.16 million people watching it. But, I mean, still, those numbers aren't huge, you know? They're low, but it, a lot of people will watch this like Nina did, like I did, on demand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On demand, you know? They won't yeah. watch it at the time it was aired. It's it's quite common now. I think now they include on demand, series. by the way. They're doing I don't think they can, mate. I don't, I'm on sure demand is, I mean, on demand is still off of your TV. If you're talking about, as in people downloading it illegally, that's different. What I mean is... You no, can, I don't mean that. TiVo, I mean like, TiVo and stuff, they can still do. Yeah, they can. Okay. It's still watching. Okay, yeah, because I saw that those those figures related to the actual no, no, viewing numbers of the people that sat down when it actually aired no, on HBO. they actually include, the, the, the adjusted figures now include the TiVo stuff. So, I mean, that's scary because Netflix, like I said in the last one, was like in 14 and 15 millions, you know? It's, <laughs> it's the difference, isn't it? You know, it's Man. the availability, it's the accessibility. And this show isn't isn't for everyone but oh, anyone who's not watched it i just think you're missing out big time i think it's incredible it is incredible i mean that is the the killer i think the forward this is why netflix and amazon prime they're calling them the or whatever it's called now is is the is is the net is the tv killer they, they are now becoming television killers but anyway um so we've already talked about, I was going to mention the Golden Globe stuff, you've already done it, and the James Gan- uh, Gandolfini stuff, you've already mentioned it, so well done to you. Uh, apart from that, I think we were going to do a Who Done It, but I think you both answered that as well. So, <laughs> so, we did. so pretty much, you've nailed it all, kids. Rory, thank you on the box pod post. Shut the hell up. Right. I'm not hosting this. I've got enough fun in my own time, you know. <laughs> so basically, uh, I just want to say well done, guys. Um, any final thoughts? 
just go and watch it. Um, yeah. If you haven't, can't recommend it enough. Like um, we, we were speaking pre-pod, and uh, I think Rory kind of um, suggested that it's it's massively underrated, and it really is a hidden gem. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a massive hidden gem. I think it's, I genuinely think it's the best thing I've watched this year. And, and possibly for longer than this year. I, I, you know, I kind of discount things like Game of Thrones or the budget that they got on because it's like a film, you know, it's yeah. so different. Um, but in terms of real kind of drama and emotion and, and character development, uh, it's the best thing I've seen since. I was watching it weekly, man. So imagine how hard it was for me. Oh, I bet it was great weekly in lots of ways. I know it's hard because you want to keep watching. Mm. Um, but a weekly thing does have a bit of a, you kind you of look forward to you that. You think night. more yeah. about it a little bit. You know, when you're watching it and you're binging it, you kind of just absorbing it all in, but you're probably off. missing elements. I got to yeah. binge four episodes and then I had to watch four episodes like everybody else. Oh, it's, just it's great. But it was good. Great, yeah, great it was TV. good. It was good. Brilliant TV. And I, as like both have said, they've covered everything in this show really, really well. I think we've gone through a lot of the, the brilliant scenes. If we, uh, if we've missed anything, you can always shout us at on the box at Mina Kauser at Rory Greenfield at Gags Tandon. That's our Twitter. Um, Finally, any plugs, people? Rory, any plugs from you, my friend? We closed the year with a comic awards show, which, I don't know, Marco Lopez just cleaned up on, if we're being honest, or Deadpool. Deadpool, did anyway. Deadpool, Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool, 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 everything. Um, but that was a lot of fun. And there's an article that's just come out with that, which Stu did, which is great. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then previous to that, we had our great Marvel pod, which is going a few weeks back, but that, yeah. that did really Deadpool well. Deadpool was yeah, good. We loved that. Deadpool was good, but it didn't deserve that many awards, if I'm honest. See, that, it's no, it didn't. Nonsense. But it's, it's just anyway. what, it's what the Popular, buzz carries, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. it's, it's all about, it was different, you know, that's the thing. People see Marvel as all the same, whereas Civil War was way different. Um, but people don't always see that. They just see, I don't know, what they want I mean, to see. I mean, I thought, I thought Batman and Superman deserved so much, so many awards. It was unbelievable. Anyway, this is the, <laughs> on the box. Lynn, any plugs from you, my dear? Nina Kaz show on New Year's Eve. Uh, oh, tune into that. Uh, hopefully we win. And who knows, I might oh, have something else up my sleeve. Spoiler alert. You might have a what? I might have something up my sleeve coming out. Okay, let's see. Wow, what's she yeah, Spoiler alert. Jesus, this one's up to loads. Anyway, um, on my side, there's something massive coming. Um, there's the AI Audible work coming out so um mr trevor danny is now on board so in the new year that will be kicking off it's absolutely monstrous piece of work for somebody to do so uh fair play to trev and um i'm sure myself and Nin will be helping out in some way shape or form <laughs> time from time to time but yeah so that's going to be big and uh, make sure you do if you do find it hard to read all of our content you'll now be able to listen to it it's it's absolutely huge concept a lot of good feedback from people just from the first few that have been out another one went out today uh so yeah keep an eye on those and um yeah go listen to both of my guest shows ai comic pod uh ai spotlight which i'm sure will come in the new year as well and then Nina's Weekly uh, NKS. And we were on Disney too, so that's out. Make sure you check that out. Bargy, 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 Bargy. Bargy will kill me for not plugging Disney. So yes, please do go check everything out on the app. Download it. Do it. This is on the box. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Nina. Thank you, Rory. Good night.
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.